This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Homestand, the official podcast of the Kansas City Royals. I'm your host, Carrie Lipper Gillespie, and I am thrilled for our guest today. Welcome, everyone, Royals bench coach Paul Hoover. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. We are excited to chat with you. We're excited for the fans to get you to know you a little bit more because you're new. You're a new kid in town, but the good thing is that there's a lot of other new kids in town. And you guys are all taking it in and settling in. So we're happy to have you here. Yeah, I'm super excited about the opportunity. Like you said, join all the the other new guys yeah. and get to, to, to learn the players, learn the organization as well as the fans in the city of Kansas City. Yeah. Now I want to start out by saying that you are a Midwest guy, Ohio native, correct? Yes. Born and raised, both born in Columbus and raised in Steubenville, Ohio. And still, my daughters are still back in Ohio. Okay. And went to Kent State, which is also Ohio, just yep. outside of Akron. Yep. Uh, interesting story there. My my 16-year-old daughter has got a women's bas- Division One basketball scholarship offer to go play there. That's so amazing. Kind of surreal last year going uh, on campus with her walking through the campus yeah. as they were trying to recruit her. So Now, were you, you went there and you played baseball. Were there other things that you played growing up, other sports? Yeah, uh, up, up until, I mean, I soccer early, football, yeah. baseball, basketball, and then in high school, it was just basketball and baseball. Yeah. And was that the goal right off the bat? Did you grow up wanting to play professional baseball or did you grow up just being like, well, we'll see where it takes me? I grew up wanting to play one of the three. Yeah. I mean, was it whether it was football, basketball or baseball? And I didn't know how the, the odds or yeah. anything in that magnitude. But I, I just grew up uh, loving sports and enjoying playing them. And then as I got older, I realized that it wasn't going to be basketball. It was probably going to be baseball and kind of went off, took off from there. Yeah, took off from there. We'll get more into that. I want to talk some about your upbringing because you are fluent in sign language and that is because both your parents are deaf. And so that's something that you had to get used to at a young age. And I feel like it's probably shaped your communication skills and how important communication is to you. Can you tell us some about that? Yeah, first I would say my, my parents are going to be super excited that you asked oh. this question. <laughs> so they're going to learn when they, they'll, love, they'll love you that you asked and get to talk about it. But um. Yeah, it's it, they have they don't have the sense of hearing, but they've been able to use other skills, whether it's feeling the room or their eyes or reading lips or body language. And I feel like I have learned how to do that. Not anything they've taught me, but just learned how to do that. So when I'm when I'm in in a room or my sister's on the other room and she doesn't have to say, but I kind of feel or know what's going on. And it kind of holds true to body language with players or the opposing team and just kind of see how they're handling situations or try to feel what's going on. But it is certainly something that's uh, benefited me, both playing and coaching. Yeah, I've heard a rumor that you're a master lip reader. Do you have a story or two to share about that? Um, no, I mean, I guess, I guess my story would be like on, on the 
I was hitting. This is I'm not. I wasn't a very good player, but I was hitting. They were on the mound. Pitching coach was telling the pitcher to throw me a fastball inside, and I read the lips, and I was ready to hit it. And I actually, like, I think I hit a double, but that was really good for me. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's incredible. And did he not? There was no like he didn't put his hand up. Yeah, it's, that's back in the day. It was they were just talking freely, right? But now with cameras and jumbotrons, they cover up a little bit more. So no, he just kind of was just talking and yeah. I read his lips and I was able to take advantage. I love that story. That's <laughs> incredible. You say that you weren't very good. First of all, all the coaches we've had on here, Q said he wasn't very good. Sweeney said he wasn't. You guys all come on here and like, I wasn't very good. So I just want to say making it as a pro is so, so hard. And your chances of getting there are so small. You guys got to give yourself some credit. You were good enough to get drafted uh, by the Rays. And you did have a pretty great career. I don't know where you come off saying you weren't very good. Well, let me first by saying Q was not a very good player. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start by that. Uh, but no, with me, um, yeah, I got drafted. I was a, I played I played for a long time. I was a shortstop uh, when I got drafted. Luckily for me, Tom Foley, Bill Evers, and the Tampa organization converted me to a catcher, which allowed me to stick around a lot longer than if I was a shortstop. Um, my skills were just better behind the plate, better served behind the plate than than at shortstop. Um, end up playing for a while and do, you know doing doing fine. Like yeah. uh, I was sitting at dinner last night, honestly, to be like just sitting here, like man, I can't believe I'm a bench coach yeah. for the Kansas City Royals and where I've come from and like what what I've done. And it's like the career, the baseball path, and the career that I had has led me to this point. So yeah, I'm super thankful and appreciative, but. So-so player. I'll, right. give, I'll give a so-so. All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave it at that, but I won't, I won't confirm. The other thing I want to ask you about is that I saw you made your Major League debut just a few days before September 11th. Can you tell me what that was like and if the magnitude of it? I mean, achieving your dream is huge in some regard, but at some point you had to be like, gosh, so much bigger than baseball. I think it was the eighth. Yep. I think it was the eighth. Um, in, in Oakland, but the art, the, the season in Durham ended a week before that. Yeah. And I didn't do, I didn't do anything for a week. The only thing I did was play tennis like two times. And I was, I don't play tennis, but it was just, <laughs> I was just playing like stay, I wasn't doing anything. Then all of a sudden, I think John Flaherty got hurt in Oakland. They called me on a Friday night. All my equipment was down in Florida because I was going to go to the Instructional League before I came out here for the Arizona Fall League. Mm -hmm. They called me, said I was going to the big leagues. So I went to the big leagues after not doing anything for a week with all my gear in Florida. I show up with nothing, and we, we were getting smoke. Like I don't, I don't know exactly what it was, but we were getting beat pretty good. And they called down, told me I was going to hit uh, with two outs and end up making my debut that time or that day. Next day we played, flew home. I think we had an off day, and then September 11th happened, yeah. and it was. I obviously didn't know the magnitude of what was happening in the moment. Um, obviously, as we reflect, we know how, how big of a deal that was. Um, so it was, in hindsight, it was the, the, the my debut was really, really cool. Um, and then to know what took place after that was, you know, changed, changed our world. Yeah, it leaves a mark on you. <laughs> You had the opportunity to catch some really, really incredible pitchers. I'm just going to name some of them here. Cliff Lee, Roy Holiday, Pedro Martinez. Those are huge names, Cy Young winners. That's just cool. I just want to have a moment for that. What do you? What is your, you know, remembrance of those times? 
They were all extremely hard workers. Yeah. They were very meticulous in the way they went about their business, whether it's preparing or whether it's bullpen day or or the day of the game. But they were they were business. They 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 got to the field early. They worked. Um, they were very intelligent about the game. They they were very intellectual about their hitters and what they wanted. They knew themselves. So they they were they were farther in their career and they've had the ups and downs throughout the beginning parts or their younger days and. They, they were incredible humans as well as pitchers. Yeah, that's awesome. When you get guys like that that are kind of on another level, how much are they calling the shots as the pitcher and how much are, are you talking back and forth with them? At the end of the day, I feel like some of those guys, they know their stuff better than anyone. So it kind of becomes a communication thing with you as the catcher, them as the pitcher. How much does that factor into it? A lot, not yeah. a lot. I mean, especially somebody like me, I was back and forth between the big leagues and AAA, so I didn't have a lot of reps with them or didn't have, well, they weren't as necessarily comfortable with me behind the plate. Yeah. Um, so there was a learning curve of just trying to get up to speed with how they did things and, and what they wanted to do, whether that's me communicating with the other catchers as well as watching video. Yeah. But they, they definitely took the lead and, and dictated what, what they wanted to do. Yeah. And I just, I just tried to carry out their game plan. Yeah, just try and be a sponge. Now, did you always picture yourself making the transition to coaching? Was that something that, you know, as your career goes on, you, you were thinking about, or, or were you just trying to play and kind of wash your hands of the of, of baseball and be done with it? What was your plan? I didn't I didn't really have one. As as I got deeper into my career, I, the you know the coaches in the game would would tell me you know what are you going to do after? We think you'll be really good at this. You you know what what do you want to do? And I was still trying to play. My agent was calling around. I was I was hanging on at the end, and my agent was calling around. Wow, we don't want him as a player, but when he's done, when he's done playing, we want him <laughs> as a coach. And I'm like, I'm not ready. Yet. Yeah. I'm not ready. And then, unfortunately, my I end up my hip. I just couldn't do it health wise, yeah. and got back in with Tampa, where where it all started as a player. And Mitch Lukovic um, was the one that that brought dropped, brought me in, and kind of I was like, I just was like, I want to manage for a couple of years, and I want to be the catching coordinator. And I said, I want to get to the big leagues. And then what happens from the big leagues? I don't know, right? And yeah. Here I am now, you know, as a field coordinator the last four years with Tampa, and now now the bench coach is kind of kind of happening the way I, way I thought, but I didn't know really how fast or how long. I yeah. just I didn't have a time frame. I just said I was going to try it for a couple of years, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think it I think it ended up pretty good. I'd have to say. Now, talk about a backhanded compliment, them being like, well, we don't want him as a player, but we, we could get him for a coach. Well, uh, like <laughs> I kinda said. kind of like, thanks, but. Uh, yeah, like I said, like so-so player. Yeah. <laughs> and towards the end, it was more like a not-so-good of a player. <laughs> well, you know, it seems to me that a lot of catchers go on to be coaches and managers. I've talked to a lot of them here in this organization. Why do you think that that position translates so well to being a manager or you know a leader in other ways um are they a couple of things but i mean you're watching the whole diamond right so you see everything that's going on you have you have to know what everybody's doing on certain plays or where everybody needs to be so as you do that as a player you're getting reps so when you move into coaching you're you that's what you've done your whole career so you see all these things and then Leading, leading a pitching staff and learning how to deal with pitchers. Pitchers and position players are different, right? And the catchers are, are, are more gravitate towards the position players, but you also have to gravitate towards the pitchers to develop that relationship. So being able to deal with multiple kind of personalities, people on both sides, seeing 
And I think that I think as you get into coaching, that's that's kind of the same qualities yeah. or that you need to have to be successful. And I, I, I think that might be yeah, some no, other reason. <laughs> I think you're right. I think it translates really well. I, and I think your take on it is is perfectly correct. All right, let's take a quick break here. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I would love to hear about your relationship with Q because you guys played together. Yeah. Um, in Durham. Wait, wait, I mean, we went way, we went way back. I'll, I think he was drafted in 96. I was drafted in 97. Um, he was all, he was a year, always a year ahead of me, but unfortunately for him, and he was a good, he was a good hitter mm -hmm. and he was a good player, but unfortunately for him, he was, he was always hurt. And it was, it was some freak, freak accidents. Like he's throwing, throwing on the left field line. Somebody hits a ball, hits him in the jaw. He gets his, like, he's out. Oh my gosh, for, that is a freak accident. Yeah. I mean, he missed, he missed significant amount of time because of injury. So therefore I end up like catching him, so to speak, passing him, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but he was he was an incredible teammate. He's an incredible person, as you guys probably already know. Um, incredible teammate. He held, I mean, the first day I was not the first day, but the first spring training I was catching. He was, and I didn't know him really at, that well at all. And we were kind of competing because we were yeah. both catchers in organization. And he was helping me, like trying to teach me the to, the, the position and things that I should do or, or not do. Um, and then, like like I said, like at the end when we were in Durham he was more going in starting to go into coaching and yep. i was didn't i was really trying to figure out what i was doing and fortunately for me i ended up playing another i don't know eight or nine years yeah that's incredible and amazing that your relationship has spanned that amount of time and to know i mean if you went back to durham if you were in the, your shoes then would you ever have thought that you and q would be here My 20 God. plus years later you know what i mean coaching together being at at the head of this staff here oh no it's crazy i mean it, yeah, it's, it, who, who would have thought? I yeah. mean, who would have thought? It's it's insane. Yeah. I want to talk some about how much you specialize in catching and why that's really your sweet spot. Obviously, because you were a catcher, so you have the experience. But, you know, you've you've learned a lot about pitching in that time because the catchers are working in conjunction with the pitchers. How was, you know, developing that, that skill as a player? But then to go on and teach, there's a lot of players that are really good, but they don't have that teaching ability. I mean, I have a I have passion about what what I do. Um, I think being a convert, being a shortstop first, and then learning the position and and not really grasping it, you know, right away, thinking I I was grasping it, but not really grasping it until towards the end. And then getting into coaching is just kind of like the guys that I've been around with, the Gary Tucks of the world. That's that's kind of taught me the the ways, and then you know you have your own spin on it and you, you have a model so to speak and then you just kind of deviate from it through reps through experience and um just have a passion about it and care about the guys it's a, it's a tough position and just enjoy working with the guys and, and trying to help guys get better and it's it's been it, it is it is my like main area of expertise quote unquote mm -hmm. but it, i have a lot of fun doing it and i'm 
hopeful that I'll, I'll be able to impact the guys here in Kansas City. I don't want to get in the X's and O's too much here, but how exciting is it to work with Salvi behind the plate? It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> his, I mean, his credentials speak for itself. What, what he's done in this game is incredible. Uh, he's he's welcomed me with open arms. He's he's tried. All I ask him to do is just tr we're just going to try new things, and things might work, things might not work, but you just be open and, and try. And he's been he's been super super incredible and in handling everything with the smile that he has. And uh, it's 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 only been a couple of days. Um, I did fly down to Miami in the off season to spend a little time with him, but um, it's only been a couple of days. And I'm I'm looking forward to the opportunity to to get to work with him for for a whole season. Yeah, he's a gem. We're so proud to have him here. Now you've had a lot of roles in your coaching career. You were just a, you know a straight up manager, catching coordinator, field coordinator. Um, how have each of those you know roles prepared you for the role now as bench coach? I mean, they're pretty much all of them in one, right? Yeah. I mean, the GCL manager was more, more like glorified babysitting because <laughs> they're, they're, I mean, they're, it's, that's the truth. They're, you're they're getting, very young. They're getting 18-year-olds yeah. to 21-year-olds, and the, the 21s are in college. I've already been there and done that, but now they're on their own. They got a little bit more money. So I was just trying to teach them what time to be on stretch. You try to teach them what time to shower or how to shower after the game. Just eat, yeah. eat, like, right, lift. Um, Catching coordinator, obviously, there's expertise in my reps in doing that. So that helps you as the catching coach. And then as the field coordinator, coordinating and organizing and being able to help in different areas, but also learn different areas. Yeah. So as a bench coach, you know, you, you're obviously the right hand man of the manager, but you're also overseeing everything that's going on and helping in any way that you can or maybe seeing it through a different lens that might help some of the new guys or some of the old guys or whatever the case so all of those things really have led me to put me in a better spot to, to handle the position i'm in today yeah 100 percent. i want to talk to you some as well about relationship building and relationship building with your fellow coaches and, and other people in the staff but also relationship building with the guys and you're new to them and it's kind of like a two-way street. They got to get to know you, but they also got to trust you and, and believe in what you're telling them. And when that comes together, it's really cohesive and it's really beautiful. I think that's starting to take place and it, and it takes time to get there, but let's talk about that process some. Well, I'm, yes, you're right. I mean, you could have all the, the, you could have the most knowledge, the best information, the best way to help, but if they don't trust you, yeah. you have nothing, right? So. Getting to know the players as individuals, first and foremost, know, getting to know their families, where they're from. I think that's the most important thing. And I think in due time, um, when when that happens, they'll, they'll buy into you, they'll believe you. So then when you do have something to give them, um, they'll believe it and they know it's in your be their best interest yeah. or you're trying to help them, right? But it's all about relationships. It's all about developing them. Um, and the relationships that I have today won't be close to what I have in a week, let alone a month or, or at the end of the year. So yeah. looking forward to it. And uh, there's just a, it's a lot of faces, right? Like a lot of new people that they're trying to get to know me. I'm trying to get to know them. So that's that's been a, a tough challenge. Yeah. I've been out here for two and a half weeks now to try to shorten the curve, so to speak. But it's it's tough and it, it's going to take time. And we, we all know that. But uh, ho hopefully they're patient and uh, I know we'll be patient in, in, in that process. And it's a never ending process. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I don't want you stop. to feel like you're getting too far ahead because it'll start all over again. Oh, my gosh. And man, you're right. It doesn't stop. Like, But it's it's something that that is enjoyable yeah. to, to learn new people and, and get to know new people and then also get for them to get, get to know me. Yeah. Now we're talking about some of your, your team here. Let's talk about your team at home, your family. 
baseball is is something you can't do alone and having the support you know at home is, is so critical to being able to perform whether you're a coach or a player talk some about your family and their influence on you being able to follow your dreams on the field as a player but now you know as a coach yeah i'll, I'll start with my parents i mean my my dad kind of showed me the way he was a he worked min, uh, midnight turn at the post office for like 35 years. So he was he was always gone, working really hard, coming back, but always taking us to the field or doing doing stuff with us. And just showed he really showed us how how to work hard and how to get after it and don't take no for an answer. And if you want to be successful or you want to be good at whatever, you have you have to work at it. So my dad instilled that in me. My mom's also. Uh, very loving and caring for us and and what she had to do when when he was spending some of the day sleeping because so, he had to go night turn and, and kind of raise us not by herself but raise us a little bit by herself was mm -hmm. was super uh super challenging but but she she has three i mean i have a sister and a brother that mm -hmm. three year, sisters three years older and a brother one year younger that were all super successful and 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 she they did an amazing amazing job you know my, my sister's has a family of, of three with three kids and my brother has two two brothers or two two sons um so they're they're around they're they, they're super supportive and encouraging and super loving um two two daughters 16 and 11 cam and mckenna that are in in ohio yeah. they're with they're with their mom but um i'm able to get back to ohio and see them um in the, in the off seasons so um miss them dearly and you talk about coordinating and balancing balancing being a father and also getting to these new heights in your career, is that tricky sometimes? I mean, you, you want to be there for them as much as you can be, but there's also some, you know, give and take there. And I'm sure that's tough, them growing up, and maybe you miss some times that you wish you could have been there, but what's that been like? Yeah, well, I mean, the last four years and, and then going into this year will be difficult just when, you, when you're in the big leagues and you don't have that freedom or flexibility to get away. Yeah. Now, when I was in the minor leagues as a catching coordinator, you had that freedom to make your own schedule, get home for the birthdays, get home for the recitals, and and see all those little things. That that was great. But then the last four years have been a little bit more difficult, and it's tough. I like, hopefully they learn and understand that like I have a goals and passions, and I'm willing to work for it. And ho hopefully they learn something from that. I bet they're proud of you. I can tell that much just from the get go. Let's pause for a word from our sponsors. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Talk about some of your goals. You mentioned that in what you just said. What are some of your goals for this season, you know, as a leader on this team? Oh, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't it, right now it's it's really day by day and yeah. making sure that the schedule along with Vance and the rest of Sweeney and the rest of the guys, just making sure that the schedule was clean. Guys are where they need to be and we're getting the amount of time that we need to get our work in, but be efficient with our time. So really it's day by day. Once once we get deeper into it, probably a little bit more, but developing relationships, helping guys get better and ultimately 
uh, helping Q, helping help help the staff, and hopefully help us win more games. That's the end goal, right? How we get there or when we get there, that's that's what we're working towards right now. Yeah, one hundred percent. What else are you looking forward to? Kansas City, the city. How much is your knowledge of the city barbecue? Have you been to the plaza? All these other places. What are you most excited about for the city? Tell me. I like so as a, as a, a visitor with the Rays. We would come in. It was either like April. It felt like it was April. It was freezing or and snowing or it was soup like 103. Yep, thick accurate. <laughs> and so I did, I never did anything. I really went to the hotel and I did nothing. So I know nothing about it. Yes, I've heard about the barbecue. I heard the city is booming, like it's up and coming. Yeah. But I have zero experience. I have not. I have no idea what's going on. So you guys, please help me. We need to get him an itinerary. <laughs> Can we get on that? Yes, Hoop some please. a list of things he needs to do the museum. You got to go to all these different places, try all the barbecue. I'm sure pretty quick you will have a favorite barbecue spot and people will judge you based on what you pick. Oh, really? Yes, we oh. are hardcore. Oh, okay. You can tell a lot by a person by what they say their favorite oh, okay. barbecue is. What about, so. the, what about the best sides? Uh, I mean, yeah, some people go for that. I'm personally a vegetarian, so I have to go with the sides. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, the mac and cheese, yep. the cornbread, things like that. But okay. city has a lot to offer. We're looking forward to having you there. Yeah, no, I'm super excited. Like I said, I mean, ever since I got on board here with Kansas City, I've heard nothing but great things about the organization, the players, the fan base, the city. It's been, it really has been incredible. Um, I'm, I'm excited about getting there and, and being a part of all of it. We're excited to have you. We're going to end the show with some lightning round questions. Oh, God. These are super serious, so get your game you said, face on. You guys said I get to wave these off, right? Yeah, no. He's getting a drink of water, you guys. He's getting ready for these these hard-hitting questions. <laughs> All right, number one, are you a dog guy or a cat guy? Dog. Did you have a dog growing up? I did. What was his name? Poodle. Her name was Tina. Oh! A white poodle. <laughs> Don't judge me. I love that. I was just going to say I love that for you. I love that for you. What was your walk-up song? You probably had a couple in your playing time, or what would it be now today? Uh, I'm, I'm a little bit all over the place with music. I, and, and I'm, I'll be honest with, with song titles and artists. I'm not. I'm not that good, so I I I, I can't answer that. All I, right, I don't know. pass. Yeah, boo, boring. What's a <laughs> What's a moment from your playing career that you still think about to this day? Probably a couple. Probably that first that first day, the the pinch hit. I got a pinch hit, base hit, my first at bat. So that that was really cool. But then also my first start, I caught um I caught a shutout, one nothing shutout. So that that was really cool for me too. Yeah. I mean the the playoff teams in in Philadelphia losing. I wasn't on the playoff roster, but losing in the World Series was super cool. Um, that that, that Philadelphia teams in in '09 and '10 were really good, and it was it was fun to be a part of. Yeah, what was your first car? Oh, a Ford Escort, navy blue, super small, super ugly. But what year? It, it, I don't know the year. Okay. But it did have a cassette player, and I was super excited about that. A cassette player, wow. <laughs> oh, am I outdating myself? Cut. No, we don't need to say that. No, we're leaving that in there. <laughs> Who is uh, one of the most colorful people that you've ever played with? Maybe they're a trash talker or something like that on the field? Um, I'm guessing. Oh, well, not necessarily on the field. I was thinking more coaching, but I'm guessing Q probably gave the same answer. And Kevin Cash, <laughs> Cash, Cash, he, he talks a lot of trash. Does uh, he? It's fun. He, he makes the environment incredibly fun and talks a lot of trash, whether it's to us as staff or to the players. But everyone loves him. Everyone laughs about it. Yeah. And jokes back because he he can laugh at it too, right? Yeah. So when you joke with him, he laughs at it too. But probably Cashy. I love that nickname, by the way, Cashy. Yeah. He's That's. Good. So, 
cool, I mean, cool goes, goes hand in hand. Yeah, he's, I love do, it. he's doing well as the manager. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hear about your favorite stadium to have played in, not coached in, played in personally. Uh, I, uh, Other than the K, which you obviously love. Of, of course, <laughs> other than the K. I never played in the K. Well, we, well we, we won't tell everyone that. Uh, Obviously, you got to love the K. Oh, uh, yeah, I love the K, but okay. <laughs> um, I think at first it was Boston. Okay. Because of just the whole the, the old school and the whole thought. Yeah. But until I got to Chicago and Wrigley, I think Wrigley is probably my favorite. And yeah. Obviously, going more in the summer, June, July, or a couple of day games on a weekend is really, really cool. Yeah, it really is. When you need to take a load off, relax, the day has been heavy and hard, what do you do? Um, I mean, I, I enjoy watching f sports, uh, hang, hang, hang with my daughters. Um, not much. I mean, I'm, I, I like, I like to work out Peloton. Um, I'm not, I'm in a rut right now. Haven't been doing well, but, um, nothing. I'm, I'm real chill. Hang out with guys, my, my buddies and, and chill, watch some sports, football, basketball, whatever it is. Watch my daughters play. I love it. What is your go-to meal? Like if you have a night off too, and you want the best meal, what are you going to go for? Are we like, like, good, like best for me or not? Like no, naughty? No, best like for your soul. Pizza. Pizza. P pizza from Steubenville, Ohio. It's, they sell it by a slice. The cheese is like cold, and they put it on top. It's don't knock it till you try it's it. It's cold. It the the cheese is cold. The pizza is cooked. The cheese is cold, but then it melts. It's it's a crunch to it. It's it's incredible. I never would have guessed that 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 is where the best pizza in the world is. We don't go to. We don't go to Pittsburgh, right? No, they come to us this year. Yeah. Uh, maybe next year. Maybe we take a group down to Steubenville and get some pizza. Well, that would be great. Let's do it. We'll, we'll bring a camera. We can film it. How yeah, that would be awesome. What is a misconception about Ohio that you think people should know? Hmm. Uh, I, I, during the baseball season, there's times where there's a lot a lot of bad weather, and I get I get messed with a lot like about, about the state of Ohio. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I will say at times I question why I have daughters that are in Ohio. I, I would rather be out here in this, this weather and enjoy, but I, I do enjoy the four seasons and the fall is beautiful. Uh, the winter at times is, is incredible. At times it can be miserable, but I, I would say the four seasons is, you can't beat it. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Well, that was painless, wasn't it? Thank you so much for yeah, being here. It was painless. He it wasn't was, bad. He was scared, you guys. He was worried, <laughs> but he killed it. We're so happy to have you here. Thank you for your time. You're going to get some barbecue. You're going to fit in just great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to seeing everybody in Kansas City. All right, you guys. Paul Hoover, thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you so much to you for tuning in. We appreciate each and every one of you. Make sure you hit that subscribe button because we've got plenty more episodes coming your way. See you next time.